official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the plan here. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Hey, it's Chris. Drew Holiday was traded the other day, and Wayne and I recorded this episode towards the end of last week, so I wanted to quickly fill in some of the gaps and share a thought or two as our questions for the Suns and Blazers are obviously a bit different now knowing what we know. But first, the trade. Let's talk about that real quick. So Boston sends Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and two first-round picks to the Trailblazers in exchange for all-star guard Drew Holiday. My first impression of the trade is that, you know, Drew Holiday is going to be a great fit in Boston. He's going to step right into the starting lineup, play lockdown defense in the backcourt along the wing. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, these guys get a proven veteran champion uh, playing alongside them in the backcourt. But the Celtics are decidedly thinner now. Uh, you know, I, I liked the idea of Porzingis playing alongside Robert Williams, stretching out and spacing the floor. But now with with Robert Williams gone, Time Lord gone, this sort of puts a lot of pressure on KP and Al Horford to stay healthy and on the floor playing the five. KP obviously just set out the uh, the FIBA basketball tournament this summer. He set that out with plantar fasciitis. So suddenly, like guys like Luke Cornett might be getting meaningful minutes for the Celtics, or you know, like is Blake Griffin gonna play? I know he was considering retirement. So I think there are actually a bunch of questions now for the Celtics as they sort of look to quickly fill some gaps here before the season starts. Drew Holiday is is better than Marcus Smart. Um, I like this fit for the Celtics, but. A lot of those role players and depth pieces are no longer on Boston's roster. So, you know, Marcus Smart, Brogdon, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, all these guys are now gone. So a lot of moving pieces. I'm curious how the Celtics make it work. Color me a bit skeptical, even though I like the idea of Drew Drew Holiday uh, playing on the Celtics. I think I think he'll play well. And then just final thing, you know, the Bucks went out and added one of the premier offensive players in the league, Damian Lillard, and the Celtics turned around and added his predecessor, Drew Holiday, one of the premier perimeter stoppers. So I just think as a fan, the Celtics-Bucks games are going to be must-watch. They're going to be a lot of fun. As far as the Blazers and Suns moving forward, questions for them. Like I said, Wayne and I recorded this episode last week, so, you know, b- before the Lillard, Lillard trade happened. Um, I think for the Suns, you know, geez, I guess they're really convinced that Nurkic is a better fit on their team than DeAndre Ayton, but I'm not so sure. Phoenix wanted more depth around Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal which was why they made that trade, bring in Nasir Little and Grayson Allen. Ultimately, I think the trade for the Suns was more about finding those role players, the shooters off the bench, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, more so than bringing in Nurkic. Um, And then for the Blazers, you know, all things considered, I think they actually did pretty well for themselves in the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Lillard's 33, he makes a fortune, he's injury prone, and he demanded a trade. Uh, You know, obviously the Blazers took Scoot Henderson, number three overall in the draft, and so suddenly Lillard was on the outs. The Blazers didn't exactly have a ton of leverage in this situation, and I think they got some nice pieces. So here's the return for Damian Lillard in Portland. DeAndre Ayton, 
Malcolm Brogdon, who will likely still be traded now, Robert Williams, Tumani Kamara, a 2024 Golden State first-round pick, and that's top four protected, a 2028 Milwaukee pick swap, a 2029 Milwaukee unprotected first-round pick, a 2029 Boston unprotected first-round pick, and a 2030 Milwaukee pick swap. So some swaps, some first-round picks. I still wonder if Portland's going to move Robert Williams to a contender at the trade deadline, but even if they don't, I tell you what, they have a young backcourt now of Scoot, uh, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, and a couple of young bigs, Aiton and Robert Williams. So if the Blazers ever figure out how to defend, they could actually be a kind of frisky, fun team sooner than later. All right, that's that. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, Wayne, we're going to bounce over to the Western Conference now. You, ready you got to do this? it. I'm ready. All right, so we're going to start in the Northwest. Yep. With the, you want to stay alphabetical, or you want to stay alphabetical, I don't want or you ben want to, to come back and uh, you know get on me? Should we? Should we do? We're doing every team, right? So yeah, yeah, we're doing every team. Get let's the start nugs. In, let's go. Yeah, let's start with the Nuggets. Thirty-eight points here in the third quarter. They've cut it to eleven. Jokic just gets it off in time. It's up. Oh, it's good. Of course it goes in. Jokic from downtown. Anthony Davis just stares at him. Give me your big burning question here for the Denver Nuggets. I guess it's kind of like, how do they not win it again? Mm-hmm. Like, it, the, I was talking about the East and how everybody's a playoff team. Everybody's a playoff team in the West. And like, so, there's just, yeah. Yeah. What's the answer then? Like, literally, how do they not win it again? What, injury. what would be your in- injuries, right? Yeah. Injury. I mean, it's so obvious. You know, Kevin Porter Jr. Or Michael, sorry, Kevin Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. gets an injury. Hurt. And yeah, which then, is possible. You know, very, very like, possible. Jamal yeah. Murray gets hurt. Which is possible. You know, very, yeah, very, two, very possible. Two but. very important players for them. Their second and third best players have health track records. Yeah. Um, but I had otherwise... My God! No, I, I had yeah. the same question. Like, is like basically, can they repeat and win another title? Uh, I'm curious how they're gonna do that and with who exactly. The West is deep; it's loaded. The Warriors, Suns, Lakers, Kings, Grizzlies, Clippers. The West is deep. We know Jokic and Murray are great. Can Michael Porter Jr. stay healthy? Is Christian Braun ready to fill the shoes of Bruce Brown? Mm. I think he, he is. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I I think as long as the Nuggets stay healthy, they have the pieces in place to to do this again, to be a top 2-3 seed in the West and I mean Jokic is the best player in the NBA, you know. And like it's, it's by a country mile. I mean, he's yeah. really distinguished himself. Um he, I think I guess the other answer to the question would be and I'm not trying to take anything away from last year, but like, yep. does does somebody a real team from the East come out of the East? Is are they a match for the Bucks? You know, right? That's the only question left for them. Where the Bucks are a bona fide team, and um, the Heat were lucky and good, but made it to the finals. So the I just Nuggets. The Nuggets were fortunate to get the Heat basically yeah, as correct. their opponent. Correct. Yeah. Not saying they, they wouldn't. It could, yeah. It could have been much harder. Like it could have, right. they, it, they could have had a much harder time playing. Yeah, Boston or Milwaukee or Philadelphia or or the Cavs or the Knicks. Like all those teams, I think would have given really them, put up some put some up ruckus. a fight in yeah. a way that Miami was just kind of. At the he can't. Rope. Yeah, they can't shoot fifty percent from three every series, yeah. and Jimmy Butler's yeah. getting older, and Kyle Lowry's ancient, and but yeah, I mean, I you know I'm. I fully expect the West to be going through the Nuggets for the next couple years. Yep. Um, moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh, they were lucky that wasn't turned over. Anthony Edwards, that time he does finish. Filthy. that have looked like that. Put that on a poster. My biggest question with the Wolves is, you know, Carl Towns. I think it's like a make or break year for the guy. I think it's pretty clearly Anthony Edwards' team. Yep. So I think my main question is like, is this the year 
that Carl Towns and the Wolves make it to the second round of the playoffs and they're a threat to get to the conference finals and momentum is moving in the right direction and Carl Towns is going to be in Minnesota for the foreseeable future as a complimentary piece to Ant? Or is this the sort of thing where he, the team implodes, he gets moved at the trade deadline and the team is just fully handed over to Anthony Edwards and they're, you know, a lottery team basically. Yeah. My question is, please, like I (laughs) just wish the wolves would be, you want that to happen. Come on, man. They're the wolves. Like, why can't they have something nice happen to them for one time? Um, You know, like, why can't Nikhil Alexander-Walker just, like, go off and become a really good player for them or something the opposite of what always happens, which is somebody gets hurt or somebody underperforms or we can't figure out how to get two big men on the court at the same time or we traded for the wrong guy. Um, Yeah. I mean, let's please... Please is my question. Please. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Big thing here is where the Thunder catch this. Shea gets it. Spins away. Baseline shot. Shea puts it in and walks it off in OKC. Kissing the Blazers. Good night. To cap off an incredible game on an incredible night. Shea so comfortable, so smooth. My biggest question for the Thunder are, are they a playoff team? Can they be, can they be a top six seed in the West? Mm-hmm. Exactly how good is Chet Holmgren yeah. going to be in year one? Can he win rookie of the year? I think the Thunder are going to be one of the most fun teams. I mean, they're always, the Thunder are always fun. They're, they're always, you know, one of the teams that are doing some of the most creative stuff as far as roster building and, um, they're just they're a delight. Shea, Josh Giddy, uh, they they brought in some vets, Victor Oladipo, Davis Bertan, Davis Bertans, Rudy mm. Gay. Um they're gonna be a joy, but the 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 big one for me is Chet. Like what what is this guy? What you know, he's a monster, he's huge, and we he's, we are very excited to big, see him play. He's a big floppy guy. Yeah, I um I just don't have a ton of high hopes for them. Again, they're this, they're like many, many teams where you're like, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the Jalen, the Williams situation with Jalen Williams, the rookie of the year guy, yep. is a little bit overhyped. I think I think they have a lot of guys who people are like, oh, they're pretty neat, but they still lack Shea is obviously a type of number one, but I think they still lack that dominant wing presence. And that's yeah. a big deal as someone who is follows a team that has amazing guards and no wing presence. And I just don't see it. I guess my, my question is, you know, when do they take some of these guys who are good functional players and turn them into one superstar player? Who, who is, is it your this dream? Year? Who is like your dream counterpart? Yeah. For great question. Like, is it, you know, it's like the younger, healthier version of Kawhi or Paul George or something. Yeah, that would like, be that, nasty. That's, that's what you're talking about, right? Like someone to play like the three, four, LeBron it, or something. It would right? be like getting Mikel Bridges or something. You know, like that. Like I guess I'm, you want to go with this. There's a lot of stars in the NBA that are like kind of like on the edge of a cliff, like ready to be kind of ushered out of the league. Even someone like Giannis is older. Yeah. And you'd say, you know, natural would be like, oh, we want Giannis in there. But Giannis you know, 30 years old. We don't know how Dude, long that'll all last on those tires. Yeah. He's been playing saw, a long time. Like, his yeah. leg went like that during the NBA yeah. finals. We saw it. It's not I mean, great. No. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess, I guess it's like the, the broader question of like, who is the next Giannis, Paul George, Kawhi wing presence. I know some people would say Giannis is a center or whatever, but like, who's that next wing presence. And can the, can the thunder put together the package to get him? Um, we don't know. So, hmm. but I, I, I just, really when are they going to consolidate? Because they, I just feel like they have the fifth player on every playoff team. Like every one of their players is like the fifth guy on a playoff team. And, um, you know, it's not to say anything about they're not good, but I'm, I'm saying that they don't have that singular focal point of talent. And if that's going to yeah. be Chet, that's great. I don't, I don't see Chet having the scoring impact that you would need 
at, from that position. I don't see him being, um, you know, uh, Jokic, but we'll see. You know who would be a great partner for Shea? If he could ever stay on the court, would be Zion. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be you know. nasty. Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on here to the Utah the Jazz. Corner. Oh, the night ball comes loose. On the floor. Jazz dig it out. That's your vet. Guess who was there? Yeah. On the floor, your vet. 35 years young. Clarkson. Oh, he's dancing, dancing. So the hustle on D turns into a Clarkson free. What's your big question for the Jazz this year, Wim? My big question for the Jazz it's the same thing for the for the thunder is like do you consolidate your talent now and try to make a run at it given that you're a fringe play in playoff team your range is like anything from the 6 seed to the out of the out of the play in lottery do you do you take that moment to say hey we have the assets let's go after somebody mm-hmm. and you know i don't know the answer to that yeah my big question with the jazz is was like how much of last year was a mirage. I mean, the Jazz were better than expected last year. Laurie Markkinen had that like breakout season. Sure. Walker Kessler showed flashes of being a guy that's going to be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. Now they bring in John Collins. Colin Sexton played really well until he got hurt. Um, are they better than last year's team, or was last year an aberration? Will Hardy did an amazing job coaching them up. Um, I. It's weird. I I almost suspect that they're a team, the Jazz, that could both take like a step backwards and then also have just as good of a record as last year, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. Well, I feel the same way about the Thunder. And like they're separated by three games. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same Um, same point. Yeah, Ben, exactly right. But the jazz, is it about the players you don't trade for? Like jazz is about the <laughs> notes that you don't play. Sure. Um, but I just, I feel like you look at the Thunder, you look at the jazz, they got a lot of nice, nice pieces, no, no real path to being that guaranteed stalwart playoff team. And, and the picks. They, yeah, they, I mean, right. should they, should they want to When deal? are we going to go for it? Yeah. 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 And yeah. yeah. Ochai can show some improvement there, but I just, are they going to go for it? And if not, you know, 37 wins, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're a lot of like, you feel differently about the Orlando magic than you do the jazz for some reason, but the Orlando magic won two less games. But and, I think the know. reason why is because of Paolo, like, and Franz, they, they, they seem to have bona fide like yeah. guys you can circle on their roster be like, in three years, this guy's going to be on an all-star team or be an all-NBA maybe. player. You know, maybe. You're like, maybe. I guess I guess it's like Lowry marketing. Is like, who is that on the Jazz? Yeah. Is, it, is it Lowry, I guess? It's Lowry. I mean, Lowry's yeah. he's the man. And John Collins, as we talked about, like, guy's a baller. And Walker Kessler, yeah. also a baller. You know, yeah. these guys can play. They play ball. They absolutely play they ball. They play ball. Last ben, you got it. You have a big question here for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I sure do, Chris. Thanks for uh, welcoming me back uh, after Every my time. Uh, little break there. Um, yeah, Utah Jazz. I, I think you guys were saying, is it is it their uh, will? Is this uh, their year? Will it be their year? Great question. I mean, it's a phenomenal question. We all wonder it. We wonder, is this their year? I guess mm-hmm. Ben's question would be, why did we skip the Trailblazers? Don't tell me you skipped the Trailblazers. Well, well that's who we're talking way. about the next. Alphabetical, the alphabetical But how does that we'll Portland, that's Portland who we're talking about now. So There uh, we go. And don't think ben, about it too much, Ben. <laughs> ben, your big question for the Portland Trailblazers is? Wow. Why did we skip them? <laughs> it's an excellent question. You Great were away. Question. We were taking some liberties with the alphabet. Listen, and, we uh, do it we, Are you serious? <laughs> I step away for one minute you and know, you just fucking go crazy. We just were like, all, we're not going to live under your oppressive All alphabet. rules just rule. thrown out the Sometimes window. It feels nice to go out it of feels order. Great. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just change it up, man. Total chaos. Take a little risk here and there. Lawlessness. Yeah. You can feel yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, my question wow. is is this Shadon's sharp team? Yeah, As of I mean, right he's now. he's he looks awesome, man. I mean, he, he can he can bounce. Yeah, um, very fun. Yeah, I think obviously the big question for the Blazers is, 
you know, who do they acquire for Damian Lillard and how do those pieces fit with their roster as it's currently constructed. But I think really beyond that, my bigger ask is like, how good can Scoot Henderson be in the next two years? Mm. Like, is this going to be a slow build sort of thing? Or is he going to be the sort of player that puts the team on his back and in like you know, 18 months from now, they're a team that's like in the, in the playoff hunt. So mm. very curious. Great All right, we're moving on to the Pacific, Ben. Nice. Um, and we Love will absolutely be back uh, alphabetically. Thank which God. I know 100%. is of great importance. 100%. So, yeah. I would expect um, nothing less. Here. Yeah. yeah. We will start with the letter G, Ben. Didn't realize uh, that my presence was necessary for a wow. simple rule to be followed, but wow. uh, you stepped away. Glad I could yeah, but be here we are. To we enforce. can have a little fun sometimes. So. Here we are. <laughs> we'll start with the Golden State Warriors. Autobio back in. Hero trying to stay with Steph. Steph leaves him to the right and hits the three. Just ganked him. He's beating his chest. This dude is a monster. Miami takes time. Curry's got 26. Seven assists and seven rebounds. Six made three. Ben, give us your question about the Warriors. Um, wow, the Warriors. Uh, I mean, I guess the question on everyone's mind, Chris Paul, can they make oh. the pieces fit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he, will he bring them back to the promised land? Um, mm. Does mm. Uh, does the old gunslinger Stephen Curry have one last shootout in him? It's and can fast. they make it back to the OK Corral? Great questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's yeah. more than one, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. Whammy, go ahead. My question is: Can we not? Mm. I mean, can we? Can, can we just we not? Can we? Just can we not it? with these guys? Can yeah, we just? Right. You, you didn't think you could love him anymore, and then they added uh, Chris Paul to their roster. I yeah, I don't. I just don't it's need a team. It's a ragtag bunch. I just of don't need goofs. the Warriors in my life anymore. Yeah, yeah I never them. liked them. Obviously, as a Cavs fan, it's going to be a league pass team. Am I oh right? A lot God. of fun. These guys can are fun just, to watch. Can it's we the beautiful just game? Not Steph Curry shooting forty-two percent on threes. Mm. Can that just come down a tick, and then we can be done with this nonsense? <laughs> that would be really, that'd be really nice. But there you go. Can we not? Is my question? Yeah, my question. I'll uh, I'll piggyback off Ben. Is um, Chris Paul? I assume is going to come off the bench. So Andrew Wiggins missed a bunch of time last season with some personal issues. But when he was on the floor, among the groups that played a hundred minutes together, the lineup of Steph Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney ranked first in the NBA with a net rating of plus twenty one point nine. So it no, seemed like. Yeah, no it seems like CP3 is going to come off the bench. That would be a hard lineup to sort of crack. It seemed like yeah. they're pretty productive. So we'll see. All right. We're going to move on now. Um, keeping it alphabetical, of course, Thank you. to the Los Angeles. Who? The Los Angeles Slippers. Clippers. Clippers. Tiebreaker goes to the one in alphabetical order. Remember those uh, points off turnover stats we have been talking about? Like, why? Big question for the Clippers is Kawhi and Paul George. They're going to play since joining the team in 2019. They have averaged 40 and 47 games Mm. collectively. You got to play the games. You got to watch them and you got to play them. We are we are keeping a close eye on those guys. Uh, are they going to play more than half a season's worth of games this year? It's a great question. Whammy, what do you got? Um, it's another can they, can we not kind of, uh, I mean, just, yeah, you know, Russell Westbrook. What, we got to. It'd be pretty funny if this team had <laughs> Kawhi, Paul George, Westbrook, and James Harden. That would be, a be amazing. pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that would be amazing. Seven years ago, balls. that would have been. Yeah, that would have been something. Yeah, I, it's just a, another like I just am exhausted trying to track anything about this team. I just I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, they feel like the Nets, like they're in that place the Nets were in towards the end time to last break year, it up here, where it's yeah. like we all know that this is not working. Can we just do the obvious thing and just like? But like, instead, they're like, let's bring in Russell Westbrook. Yeah, <laughs> let's get, right. Let's get Westbrook in here to calm things down. One mm-hmm. last so, job. 
We'll yeah. see. I mean, we'll see. Ben, Ken, you know, I like Kenyon Martin Jr. That's a good trade for them. Yeah. Oh, they got K K Mart. Um, I, like, I really like him. KJ Mart um, yeah. Jr. <laughs> KJ you know? Mart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess my question is just Steve. Steve, what are you doing? What are you doing, Steve? How are you going to get yourself Absolutely. out of this one? Mm. Yeah. Trying the to build. Trying to get that court. new arena built and. Uh, Yep. Seems like the timing could not be worse. But. The Balmer is in your court. The Balmer is in your court, Steve. All right, uh, moving on now to the Los Angeles Back Lakers. Up two quick fouls. Reeves behind the back, draws the foul, counted and one. What a play from Reeves and a chance for a three-point play. Whammy, your big question for the Lakers is? Please? Please? <laughs> <laughs> Just wants nothing to do with this entire division. Please? No, 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 no. Please. This is a this is the opposite. This Are is you like, saying poli- this is, uh, please or police? Please, no, not police. Please. please. Mama, not... mama like. Yep. Yeah. This is uh Oh, you like. Please. Can can LeBron play eighty two healthy games and Anthony Davis play eighty two healthy games and can they mm-hmm. just be at full strength in the playoffs? And and I I just want I want LeBron to win. Another you're still, championship. You're still pulling for the guy, huh, dude? No. Just the like, I people still don't appreciate him. To the you better, to you better appreciate him because he's, you know, he's he's, he's not gonna be playing forever. He's not gonna be playing forever. You gotta appreciate like it before Shohei he's gone. O- it's like Shohei Otani this year. You know, he's not gonna win MVP in the MLB, but he pitched, you know, however many hundred plus innings and you know, had better batting stats than all the people who are going to beat him for MVP. But it's just people just don't appreciate it when you set the bar so high for yourself that you mm-hmm. literally can't get over your own expectations. If LeBron isn't like, you know, averaging 40, 40, 10 and 10, and his team isn't the the first seed, people are, oh, he's, he kind of fell off. It's just we've never seen anybody like LeBron. We'll never see anybody like LeBron again until I die probably. Um, at which point the curse will be lifted and the chosen one will be reborn in, in another city. But okay. uh, the point, yeah, well, it's just a little inside baseball. But, Everyone's uh, different, folks. Question yeah, mark? You know, yeah, there's legends. We tell each other these legends for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. But so um, so why not, you know, I want him to, to, just people to get that little swig of appreciation back because everybody, oh, he's, you know, he's falling off. He's bad. He's 39 years old, 38 years old. He's doing what he's doing at this age is insane, and I just want them hashtag Washed King. Let's get it trending. Let's get Let's it going. Get it trending guys. Yep. <laughs> but they have a lot of new. King. They got a little fancy new role players, and can they do what they did in the bubble and and put it all together? I I think it would be a big yes for me. Why not? Let's mm-hmm. do it. Great, Ben. An answer. Uh, your question for the Lakers is. My question is: Can LeBron James bring basketball to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Seems like he is the ambassador oh, for the God. job, and oh, I think God. it would be a fitting, you know, way to ride off into the sunset, into the Middle Eastern sun, oh, um, and right into the desert of Saudi Arabia, and uh, Wait, bring basketball happening? back to the royal family. <laughs> Is this, is this put it where it belongs in yeah doha where the game was born in <laughs> james naismith yeah uh, back in the motherland like in the sandy courts of saudi arabia that's right Wait, what the hell are you talking about is that is this oh, actually boy. happening chris would you like to inform oh, him oh boy um, <laughs> how come i don't know about that uh, let me pull it up hold on <clears throat> can he bring basketball back to saudi arabia Oh man, the live uh, tour for basketball—that's what's happening. Little headline for you here, Whammy. It's uh, LeBron James spotted in Saudi Arabia week weeks after choking that he would play there. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock, my buff guy as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're gonna start with LeBron James. It was only a couple of weeks ago that King James joked about possibly playing basketball in Saudi Arabia in the future. Yeah, he used that uh, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump gif to joke that he would be over in the Middle East so quick if the bag was big enough. Mojo, maybe LeBron wasn't joking because 
Guess where he is right now? Uh, that video right there is from uh, from Beverly Hills. That video, Mojo, is from Riyadh. Of course, Riyadh being the capital of Saudi Arabia. Now, it's unclear exactly the nature of the trip, but Mojo, while he's there, you see uh, LeBron. He is uh, very much on a basketball court in a gym, and you have a sign in the back that says, Welcome to Saudi, and uh, it says something uh, along the lines of the, the Ministry of Sport. So, I don't say that Lakers fans right now, Mojo, should be worried, but I honestly am starting to believe that it's not out of the realm of possibility that 38-year-old LeBron James, when he is done, with his NBA career that he might actually find himself in the Middle East playing basketball for a massive, massive check. <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny. It's funny. We, we would absolutely decry him and he would be penalized almost like he couldn't come back and make any appearances in the, in the USA mm-hmm. if he played. But we're like, oh, Messi's playing for my Inter Miami. This is amazing. Yep. <laughs> like we like uh, this sort of sports ambassadorship. We only support importing, and we do not support any exporting, <laughs> exporting. Of, of our sports yeah. stars. Again, so, uh, yeah, the exact reason for the trip was unclear, but, Dr- oh, yeah. but James was seen hanging out in Here's gymnasium say, with a banner unclear. that said, "Welcome to Arabia and Question Ministry mark. of Sport." <laughs> oh my god! So they appreciate him. <laughs> We love this guy. We He's want one more ring, and then we want to go conquer win. another land. He's got to go win one, win a Saudi Arabia championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, does he... that finally put him, does that oh, put him yeah. over Michael Jordan in the goat oh. debate? Yeah. If he wins the midseason tournament, I mean, that's going to be. Sure. All right. My big question is uh, for the Lakers, how good is Austin Reeves? Is he is he good enough that he's officially, you know, that third guy along LeBron and AD? Um, or was this just sort of, uh, you know, um, you know, a, 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 a hot streak that he hit towards the end of last season? So, we should, is yep. is he in fact him? Mm. Great. Guess. Great way to put it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on now to the Phoenix Suns. Booker slicing through, cups it up, and in forty-five for Devin Booker. My big question is, God, what exactly does Bradley Beal look like as a player in 2023, 2024? The Suns have a lot of name talent. You know, Durant, Beal, Booker, Aiton, a whole bunch of minimum salary guys. The main thing is health, I guess. But my big ask is, like, can they stay healthy? And and even if they can stay healthy, is that enough? Um Think about all the durability issues, you know, all the question marks, Durant, Beal, <clears throat> Eric Gordon. I I don't know. Um, does the organization have any faith in DeAndre Ayton? Seems like he's on the trading block. By the time this podcast comes out, maybe he's already been traded. Who's playing point guard? Uh, I understand the idea is maybe Bradley Beal will run point, but is he really like running the offense in crunch time? Who's the backup right. point guard? The team just seems really thin behind that f- front four of, you know, frankly, very fragile superstar players. So. Speaking of thin, bowl, bowl, over, over under 30 minutes a night for this Phoenix Suns under. team. They got to go under. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah. That's my question. It's you just, never know. Maybe he finds just, that can we, passion. Yeah. Can bowl get on a roll? I want to see him. I want to see him and Durant and Aiton on the front line there. We're all thinking it. We're all wondering. Slim it. Reapers, plural. That's what I want to see. Ben, your your big question, your big burning question for the Phoenix Suns is? Yeah, I mean, it feels like we've seen this movie before. Uh, can they make the pieces fit? That's my I question. I don't know that. Is this can. their year? Is this their year? And uh, I think if it is their year, they're going to have to make those pieces fit. Those pieces are going to have to fit together. <laughs> yeah, a lot of big pieces. Stuff in done. Yep. Yeah, they're going to have to make have the to pieces make those fit. pieces fit. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. Fox staring down Thompson. Rejects the screen. Pulls. Sabonis got it on the strength. Whammy, give us your big question here for the Kings as we head into the regular season. Yeah, the you know so again we're going to cite our, our peers at the uh, Hoop Collective podcast here, but 
We listen to a lot of different podcasts, folks. So we like to, you know, we like to sprinkle them a variety in. of You know, them you're and, paying for us to listen to podcasts. Yeah, we clear, do it for you. We want to, you know, feed you a meal of all the finest cuts. And this is how we get it from the butcher. So, um, but yeah, the best offense in league history last year is a good defense. Well, no, they they had the I believe they had the the best offense of oh, all time the, last is year. The Kings, <laughs> yes, got yeah. It. yeah, yeah. And but then they did not have a good defense, and um, you know that's the that's the question: is does that level out? Is that possible to compete with a bananas offense and relatively mm. no defense? Because they made no material changes to that that defense. Right. Yeah, my big question is just: can they avoid a letdown? Um, mm. Like in some respects, isn't a letdown season sort of inevitable? Even if inevitable the team plays inevitable. well, yes. But then, secondly, like can they can they can they regress a little bit and still be better? Like can they regress and then also make the second round of the playoffs? And I think the answer is yes. I think the right. Kings are are for real. I think the Kings are wow. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I think the Kings are just legit talented and good and well coached. I think, you know, like you said, Whammy, Mike Mike Brown is their coach. I think he has a history as a defensive coach. Like, I think he can get that defense to be league average. And I think a league average o- defense with a very, very talented offense between Demonis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox. They shore up the front line with Trey Lyles and Alex Len being signed and extended. Uh, Keegan Murray is getting better. Um, they have all the shooting on the wing. I, I, I mean, tell me like how, how, what I'm missing yeah. here, but I, th- I, th- I think they're a very good, talented team. Uh, you know, it's possible. I think the funny thing is that they could go 48 and 34 and be the sixth or seventh seed again. Like they were 48 win, yeah. third, three seed in the West. So like... Yeah, if they do the same thing, it's very possible they could be massively disappointing, but not much. Also, they, so. I mean, Malik Monk's great. They went out and acquired Chris Duarte, uh, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter. I mean, and then they they went out and acquired the um, the the reigning Euroleague MVP. He averaged more points than Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. He averaged more rebounds than Giannis Antetokounmpo and Rudy Gobert. He had better shooting stats than Luka Doncic and Laurie Markkinen. And no, I'm not talking about Victor Wembanyama. I'm talking about another European player you've probably never heard of, but you're about to because he's on his way to the NBA. Introducing Sasha Vizenkov, the 6'9 sharpshooting forward from Bulgaria. This is the biggest signing in free agency that nobody is talking about. Matter of fact, nobody has even heard of him. So let me tell you about him the same way I told you about Victor Wembanyama before anyone else. (laughs) Victor Wembanyama, you heard of him? When DKM talks European basketball, you sit down, shut up, and subscribe to the channel. Because nobody does it better. So Sasha Vizenkov just signed a three-year, $20 million deal with the Sacramento Kings. A signing that could be a game-changer in the Western Conference. Kings fans, you have just signed a guy who is not only the best basketball player not in the NBA, but is also one of the best and most consistent shot makers in the world. Sasha Vizenkov caught my attention at Eurobasket 2022, which is like the World Cup of basketball but exclusively for countries in Europe. I flew out to Berlin to watch some of the games in person and I was really impressed with this forward from Bulgaria. He averaged 26.6 points behind only NBA All-Stars Yanis Antetokounmpo and Laurie Markkinen. He also averaged 12.2 rebounds, the most of any player at Eurobasket. He wasn't just outperforming some European NBA players, he was outperforming NBA All-Stars and MVPs. And by the way, let's not think for one second that your Yanises and Jokic's of the world were playing in second gear. Nah, for Europeans, representing your country in these international tournaments is the biggest honour of all. You can ask any one of them guys, Luka, Jokic, Giannis, they'd rather win a FIBA title with their country than a championship in the NBA. Uh, Luka, what would would mean more to you? A gold medal with the team Slovenia or NBA championship with the man? 
Uh, I would say gold medal with Slovenia. It's I already know what you're thinking. DKM, if Sasha Vizenkov is so good, then why is he just going to the NBA now? Well, Sasha Vizenkov was actually drafted in 2017. He was selected by the Brooklyn Nets with the 57th pick and then traded to the Cavaliers. But DKM, he was a second round pick. How good can he actually be? Yeah, so was Nikola Jokic. And how'd that work out for the rest of the NBA? Don't worry, I'm gonna tell you all about Sasha Vizenkov's historic season. But first, let me explain why his game will perfectly translate to the NBA. Because this isn't a situation like Milos Teodosic, a EuroLeague MVP who finally came to the league in his mid-30s. Nah, Sasha is only 27 years old. He is in his prime and is going to be a difference maker in the NBA. Watch this space. So as a player, Sasha Vinzenkov is a power forward who just so happens to be one of the most efficient scorers I've ever seen. He is a career 40% three-point shooter and shoots 63% from inside the arc. This isn't just a hot streak over a small sample size. These are his shooting splits for his entire career in the EuroLeague. He does this in the best league in the world outside the NBA. Now I ain't huge on advanced stats, but this guy's PER is off the charts. His true shooting percentage is 65%. That is obscene efficiency. And I wouldn't even say that scoring is his biggest strength. Yes, he can score the ball, and I believe he can be a knockdown shooter in the NBA. But his biggest strength to me, and one that will translate to the NBA seamlessly, is his movement off the ball. Vizenkov doesn't stop running. He is constantly moving. He's great at getting himself open and is also a great cutter. His basketball IQ is just off the charts. The guy doesn't even dribble. He had a game this past season where he scored 24 points without a single dribble. Only Clay Thompson does that. And newsflash, Clay Thompson ain't 6'9". And he's he's like a stretchy f- like floor spacing four knockdown shooter from three. But he's like a rebounder, big bruising guy. Um, I think the Kings are up and coming. They're going to be good. And I, I believe in the Kings. Good. Ben, your question. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know if I, uh, I feel like that kind of covered it. I good question. Yeah. Uh, okay. how many times will the beam be lit? Is my question. <laughs> no, 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 will no, they continue to light question. that beam? Oh my God. Light it. An excellent question. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and move to the Southwest. We have a whole conference left. Yep. Saying. We have a whole, whole conference left. Whole division. division. A whole, whole division, division left, which is the Southwest. <laughs> ben, why don't, you, why don't you kick us off here, Ben, with the Dallas Mavericks? <laughs> oh, how are we getting on the glass? Transition three. He has been your your burning question <laughs> uh, for Mavericks is man what happened to this team <laughs> okay. what a mess what yep. a mess what happened wow what happened to them right they're like right? a whole team What's version of them? uh, of, uh trey young's you know it's just yeah is luke Nobody ever gonna be mvp is uh i thought this guy was uh you know mm-hmm. the next Boy, savior and Boy, he should be. He's not not doing a whole ben, lot for me. Ben is very disappointed, folks. So I am. He's I'm let pissed. down. We have him no, on the video feed here, and he's he is angry. not thrilled. Nope. He's nope. not thrilled. Nope. This Spitting spot. vinegar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Wham, go ahead. What's your big ask? Um, mine is more goofy. It, you go, yours is probably a little bit more pointed. Go ahead. I, I do have a question, though. Well, I, my big obvious ask is just can... Kyrie and Luca make it work. Yeah, that's um, the question. Yeah. But then I think the real ask is beyond that. I mean, I th- I think offensively, yes, they'll they'll be fine. They'll score points. They're vo- both very talented, <laughs> cerebral players. But I think the real ask is like, can the team defend? Like, mm. I have faith that Kyrie and Luca will figure out how to play on and off one another, get their shots up, whatever. The big ask is like, can that team find its defensive identity again? Like that team yeah. made a run to the conference finals two years ago with Jason Kidd as the coach based on their defense, you know, Dorian Finney Smith. Um, who else was on that squad? Uh, uh, the guy that used to be on the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, Bullock. Reggie Bullock, Jalen Brunson, yeah, of course. <laughs> but it was really the defense, it was the defense of that, of that team. That, yeah, which, by the way, Jalen Brunson, yeah, he's a bulldog on there in defense. Yeah. He plays yeah. hard, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's my ask for the Mavericks is can that team sort of find its defensive uh, DNA again? Rashawn Holmes, Derek Jones Jr., you know, these are people that play a little D. We'll see if um, Max Prosper can help as well. I mean, and then Grant, Grant, I mean, that this is like a really big underrated move. I I feel like Grant Williams was probably the best free agent out there. Yeah. In this class. And they got him on a nice contract. Yeah. They got him real nicely and they don't, you know, that's, he's like a six, six, six wing who shoots 40% from three and plays defense. And that's what everybody wants, but nobody wanted Grant Williams because he missed two free throws at the end of the Cavs game. And, uh, Yelled at Jimmy Butler, should have done um, that in the playoffs. But but he's great. I mean, I, I think Grant Williams is a major addition. But my question is, um, I love this guy, and I he was on the Cavs for a minute. Uh, former Jazz player is Dante Exum going to be an NBA player? Is my question. Mm, like, it'd be really nice to see. Yep, I think he we're is waiting for Dante. It would be really cool, right? <clears throat> it would be very. It would be extremely cool. And like, what was his deal? He so he was a lottery pick with the Jazz. Had a devastating third, third knee injury, pick, right? Yeah, he, yeah. So like he, top top five pick. I, I feel like I remember him having. He like blew out his knee, lost yeah. his confidence. I mean, there there were some like. I think like his deal when he was drafted was like you know this is a developing prospect. This is not someone that's like going to be ready on day one. And then he had like a catastrophic injury, and it just like stunted his growth, and his confidence was like completely shot. Yeah, in twenty fifteen. Yeah, of but all the last couple of years he's been overseas playing in Australia, right? Yeah, he's been in he's been Barcelona, Belgrade, and then uh, back to the Ma- the Mavs now, and yeah, you know, big rangy guard. Um, can't never really put a shot together, but can he become that defensive three and D kind of guard? Can That'll he be put really the nice. pieces together? Yeah, exactly. can't put the pieces he's got together. The, exactly. He's got all the pieces. Yeah, just well, trying we're to pulling for him. We're absolutely pulling for him. Definitely. All right, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it alphabetical here. Uh, on that note, guys, I uh, do unfortunately have to dip. I did not realize how many uh, teams there are in the yeah, NBA. Four more. Um, can't do it, I'm afraid. But uh, feel free to go in whatever we order you'd like. When, uh, <laughs> I, tr- I no, I trust that you will abide uh, by yeah. the yep. laws of the, uh, the of, of the podcast and the alphabet that we you know live by and adhere to strictly, extremely strictly. And there are consequences for disobeying and breaking those laws. Yep. I shouldn't need to remind you what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm, I'm very sorry I hate to do this uh, but yeah there's just way too many teams um, you do what you gotta do but uh, right. I trust you guys will uh, carry us forth and this has been yep. good uh, for, yep. for, for me it's been right. good alright <laughs> right, Whammy uh, talk to me about the Houston Rockets Jalen Green now at 28 plenty of time Green races up the floor Green shoots the three got it at the horn he's been known to do 31 Jalen Green with the buzzer beater and the Rockets are hopefully 12 minutes away from your biggest question for the Rockets is uh are we gonna see you know I want to see either either Atari Eason or Jacques Landale a Landale leap yeah um two of my two of my faves low-key players in the NBA Atari Eason what's the deal with Atari Eason like what how would you describe his game for someone that's never seen him play uh, he he's a a rim running, decent shooting uh, wing player. I mean, he's he gets steals, he gets he gets uh, you know almost a steal and a block a game. Um, I guess it's just activity, energy, and um, a lot of physical skill. I I think Tar Eason's a very nice young player, and you know he could be. Mikael Bridges is a high target, but um, you know that kind of wing player it's not out of the realm of possibility if he boosts up his three shoot you know he's a good free throw decent free throw shooter can he shoot the three a little bit better but i like Tarisen a lot so we love it active yeah. hands yeah and just a just a guy you watch in every game there's always a play good or bad where you're going to be like who just did that right and it's Tarisen. yeah my big question for the rockets is is the team ready to like grow up no yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a group, it's a group that's felt very young and like immature for yeah. a while. Like it's strange to think about the last that like maybe the last mature Rockets team was one of the teams with James Harden because like he's not like the bat some not like bastion the of like yeah, maturity or leadership or whatever. Yep. yep. But they brought in Ime Yudoka as as head coach. Lord knows he's not like a paragon of leadership yeah, or whatever. We still don't know what happened with Ime Yudoka. Yeah. Dylan Brooks. Dylan not Brooks mature. is now on the Rockets. Not Jeff mature. Green. Uncle Jeff. Jeff. Okay. All right. So we shall see. But yeah, I mean, they're they're clearly... It seems like that was the off-season objective. Was like, let's bring in people to try to make this a more professional, like, like a tighter ship. Obviously, they had this incident. Not they, but Kevin Porter Jr. had this incident in the off-season. Domestic violence issue. Very tragic and upsetting. And I can't imagine he's going to be with the team. I imagine he's going to be I, cut or waived or trade or trade I or still haven't heard a real satisfactory explanation as to why they're not cutting him. It, that basically, Dude, they're it seems saying, like such an obvious. Like, basically, they're saying, well, he, you can use his fifteen million as salary filler this year, and then get a better player in that fifteen million slot, and then someone can waive him next year. Who's but the I'm team like, that wants to be like, yeah, we you got you cut the guy. We just when we you, just traded for Kevin Porter Jr., who's right, like on trial for beating his partner. Yeah, when you when you when you behave in that way, you're gone. I mean, there's there's yeah. no trying to extract value from the situation kind of thing. I think that's really misguided. Yep. So good luck. All right, we're gonna move on now to the Memphis Grizzlies. Morant against McConnell. Pick and roll. Morant. Oh! Um, look at this Zach Hammer. Look how far back he cocks it. Look at throw it back to the free throw line and then come back and put it down. It's Morant. Mm. Your big question for the Memphis Grizzlies is? Yeah, this is like a question mark in the Mysterians, the Memphis Grizzlies. We have no idea what the hell's going to happen with this team. But I think uh, the question is that similar to Marcus Smart leaving the Boston Celtics. Is this addition by subtraction? losing Dylan Brooks. Wow. Um, you know, yeah. kind of a guy who was uh, trigger happy on the shot mm-hmm. and not very good at shooting, wanted the ball, thought he was a, more of an offensive skill player than he was and um, was a good defensive player, but is it better that he's gone? Yeah. My big question with the Grizzlies is, can they weather the storm and sort of survive John Moran's 25-game suspension? I think they're a team that's going to be like in the playoff mix for sure. And I think Marcus Smart is actually going to be a nice addition for them. I think he's going to hold the fort. With the left hand, the defensive player of the year flashing a little offense. He sort of fits with their defensive identity. I guess my bigger question is, is like, can the Grizzlies rally around all the adversity and all the shit that they've talked the last couple of years and just sort of shut up and play? Because they are very, very talented. They have they have the talent when Morant's on the roster. They have the talent to compete with anyone in the West. Mm. But they, I feel like, have poked the bear. They certainly poked the bear with LeBron last season. Um, and I think that they have sort of made things more difficult for themselves than they, than they've needed to. And I am curious if they can just sort of humble themselves a little bit. And maybe part of that is like, uh, having Dylan Brooks leave town. If they can just sort of humble themselves and sort of quiet the noise and just focus on playing basketball because they are, they're an awesome team, man. Got I some mean, sco- got some players. Yeah. I mean, Bain is great. Um, Let's let's look at this roster. Yeah, Morant, Brandon Clark. Um, Clark out for the year, though. All right, he's out <clears> for the year. <throat> Xavier Tillman, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, David Roddy, Stephen Adams, Santi Aldama, Desmond Bain. We know about Zaire Williams, Kenny Lofton Jr. So um, Jake Laravia. So I, I think there are some pieces here. I'm just curious if they can sort of you know button up and and sort of. You know, we'll see. I I don't have a lot of hope for a Marcus Smart led no. first twenty five games. No, I don't. I mean, I just don't see where the 
Desmond Bain's going to have a lot to do. And I'm just not sure he can shoulder that burden because, you know, yep. Jaron Jackson can score a little bit, but. And they brought in Derek Rose. Unbelievable. Yeah, I got to tell you, like, uh, as a Knicks fan, I watched Derek Rose Derek pretty Rose might, closely. Might be last, finished. <laughs> yeah, I watched him pretty closely the last 18 months. And I mean, I know he was out of the Knicks rotation the second half of last season. So he was pretty out of shape, like his conditioning just wasn't there, but they would periodically just check him in at the end of the game because he was a fan favorite. Mm. Check him in with like two minutes left. And it was like, yeah, I don't know if this guy's a professional athlete anymore. Um, the bloom is off the rose. Yeah, it might be. So, all right, we're going to move on. We just have, I think, one or two more teams. We're going to move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. And that, that's good ball movement by the Minnesota Timberwolves with that ball moving side to side. Oh! oh I'll kick us off here with the Pelicans. My question for them is just like, what version of Zion do we get this season? And honestly, like even phrasing it like that, I don't even think it's fair, but you know, you know what I mean? Because there's really only one version of Zion, which is like when he's on the court, he's a dominant player. Right. But he's had major health issues, problems staying on the court. It sounds like he's got some stuff happening in his personal life off the court. I don't care about that. But oh as God, Zion yeah. goes, as Zion I forgot goes, about all that. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> but as Zion goes, the Pelicans go. And if yep. he's healthy and if he's motivated, I mean, look out. Because the team is loaded. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Valanchunas, Larry Nance Jr., Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, Trey, Mo- Trey, Trey Murphy the third. Um, So if Zion plays, mm. I know. If Zion plays, they're going to be, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a really, really tough out. But it's out. just, yeah, it's just the big ask is like, what is, is he on the court? Is he there? Yeah. I, um, same question. I mean, that's the only question, right? That's it. It's the only it's, question. What are we going to get from this guy? I, their official height listing from is 6'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like 6'10". I, mean, I thought he was like 6'8 or 6'9". Yeah, I thought he was a bigger boy. But I, I thought he was, I thought he was, um, at least as tall as LeBron. My question is, how tall is Zion Williams? <laughs> My question for the for the uh, Pelicans there is, how tall is this guy really? Mm-hmm. I guess six six, but okay, there you go. All right, the last team, and we did this alphabetically, is the San Antonio Spurs. He wants to hang his hat at the defensive end with this team, or at least build an identity that way. When Benyama missing, got it back and won. And a little flex en français. What's your big ask? My big question is, is Pop going to learn French? We love it. You know, he's got to learn the language of Wembenyama. We love that. Yeah, I mean, I have zero doubts that Wemby will be great, but I'm curious how quickly that happens. Is it this season? Is it two years down the line? If it's an immediate thing? I d- he doesn't seem like a this season kind of guy, right? No, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Like here, here's the here's my real ask: Is Wemby playing north or south of sixty games? People seem to think that would be south. South. That would be south. I so I, I don't it's know. Going to be more like fifty games. You think? There's not a real reason to play him the entire year because they're just not going to win games. Yeah. This is this is as bereft of talent as you can find out there. Um and we've never know, seen anyone that like physically resembles this guy. No, and I think it it's going to be like a major major learning curve for him. I just I don't see him what he does and how he did it in France. I don't see him being able to do that day 1 in the NBA. And um you know, where does he fit? How does he play? And the players that he will ultimately have to learn that with probably aren't on the Spurs right now. So, Mm. you know, how much time is he going to spend figuring out how to run pick and roll with Malachi Branham or, you know, Trey Jones or whatever. And uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what will happen to him. But I don't see see him coming out. I think he could average 20 and 10, but I think it'll be on like, you know, 38% shooting or something. Right. Yeah, I'm very curious. The efficiency is going to be the thing for him, yeah. I'm very curious. I mean, it's just, he doesn't really have 
like a physical comp. I mean, I, in, in the modern game, honestly, the only person that like sort of resembles him is Chet Holmgren. As far as bull 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 bull, as far as players who had expectations like Wembenyama, as far as like here's this guy that's seven foot four or five or whatever it is who's going to play 30 minutes a night there's very yeah, few players that's you know, crazy it's, it's really like chet holmgren bull ball is a player that came off the bench and i think denver drafted him late in the first round maybe it was the second, second round, round. Second and so rounder. it was it was always sort of like this is like a fun project but it was never like this, this is, is gonna the guy. Be a focal point yeah. of the offense or something so. i don't see yeah you don't see him holding up for throughout the season i don't see and i don't see his game being exactly translatable we'll see he just seems thinner frailer and i'm not saying he's a weak person i'm saying it's that he's gonna have to be out there he just seems like an injury risk yeah what can he do out there on the court that's not going to risk his health long term and seven four i mean yao ming was seven six right right and yao didn't do what this guy does i mean yao could shoot yao could shoot but he he didn't just functioned in such different ways on the court you know, Yao, right? But Yao, Yao, Yao got was, injured. You know, and he, yeah. Yao, you looked at Yao, and you were like, "That guy's never gonna." He looked very steady. He looked, he looked like he fit his yeah. body. You look at Wemby. Yao looked like Patrick Ewing, or, yeah. or you know, like he looked, he, he looked like like, like a bruising tr- yeah. traditional, you know, back to the basket kind of center. Whereas Wemby is 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 He's more a of little, a Durant. Yeah, Durant body. But yep. There you go. All right, that's it. Um, That's those it. are That's our questions. Thing. Those are our questions for all the teams headed into the season. Wham, this was a lot of fun. It's great uh, to be back. Great to it's be back. great having you back. And uh, yeah, on behalf of Ben and I, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Swish FM. Enjoy the hoops, Whammy. Enjoy listening to all your preseason basketball pods. And we'll be back next week with another very fun, exciting episode. Until next time. Hey, bye, folks. You've been listening to Swish. Swish, 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 swish